Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our little journey through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 14. We're at the last verses, last three verses of Matthew 14. And if you remember, uh, we've been, uh, we spent the last couple of episodes with what we call uh, Jesus walking on the water, that whole episode of what happened. And so the disciples were in a boat, and you know they're sitting there and they're going, man, certainly this is the Son of God. And we looked at the accounts in Matthew and Mark and in John related to this and all just the amazing things that occurred there. So now... 34th verse in Matthew 14 says this. When they had crossed over, so they, they finished their journey. And remember what we saw in uh, one of the Gospels, that they literally, when Jesus got in the boat, they were where? Yeah, they were on the other side. They were over there uh, where they were trying to get to. <laughs> so did that happen immediately? Were they translated over there? Well, we're not really told. But, you know, you see little hints of that type of thing in the Scripture. You see it when Philip, when he baptized the uh, Ethiopian eunuch. And guess what happened with that whole account? He comes up out of the water, and it says immediately he was at the, I think the Decapolis is where he was. He was a good distance away. And there's nearly the idea that when he came up out of the water, that all of a sudden the Lord just translated him, I think, about 40 miles, 40 or 45 miles away. And the... uh, Part of our understanding of that is because of the way the Ethiopian eunuch reacted, okay, the way that he reacted to that. And I'm sort of thinking that's what happened. So we see here that they, they're over the other side. And the other side, they, verse 34 tells us, they came to the land uh, at, uh, they came to land at Gennesaret. So that's where they found themselves, at Gennesaret, verse 35. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent word into all that surrounding district and brought to him all who were sick. And they implored him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched it were cured. Now, I want us to just think on a couple of things here. So just think about what happened. <coughs> here the disciples are. Jesus told them, get in the boat, go to the other side, and I'll meet you. They go over there, and they get in the boat. They struggle, they struggle, they struggle. They have the encounter with Jesus walking on the water. They come to land at Gennesaret. When they get there, the men of that place, the men of Gennesaret, they recognize Jesus. There's some things right here that I think really speak to some stuff about us personally today, and we as the body of Christ. Okay? And I don't think I'm spiritualizing this. I'm thinking I'm uh, looking at some principles here that we really need to be aware of. The men of that place, they recognize Jesus. Do people recognize Jesus when they encounter us? Do they see the Most High God and all His triune nature and glory within us, Father, Son, and Spirit? Now, I don't expect people to sit there and say, I see Jesus because I see you. No, no, that's not that kind of foolishness, okay? But 
more often than not, it'll be stated this way. There's something different about you. What is it? Ah, yeah. That, that is a profound thing right there. There's something different about you. We see in a, in a couple of places uh, where Paul's writing, where he actually acknowledges this kind of thing, uh, that, that we are different, folks. Peter says that we're peculiar. We're a holy nation, okay? We're strange. <laughs> and that people will recognize this. Do people recognize? Do people recognize what the uh, religious rulers uh, somewhere in Acts, somewhere where it was, when they saw a couple of disciples? Was it James, perhaps, and John? And they looked at them and perceived that they had been with Jesus. How did they perceive? How did they know that they had been with Jesus? How did that happen? Well, it's because of what they were saying. It's because of the countenance that was upon them. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. Do people recognize that we individually have been with Jesus? Do people recognize that we as the body of Christ corporately, do they recognize that we've been with Jesus? Do they see Jesus in us? And I, no, I don't think they do. I think they see us doing a lot of things trying to be relevant. I think they see us doing a lot of things to try to attract attention, to try to get them to do something, this or that, no matter how good it may be or even how good the deed may be. But do they really recognize the Lord in us? Now look what the men did. Once they recognized that it was Jesus, they sent word into all the surrounding district and brought to him, brought to Jesus, all those that were sick. Jesus and the disciples didn't have to put an ad campaign together to let everybody know they'd come to town, folks. Once people realize who he is, and they knew what he could do because they'd heard it, they sent word throughout the surrounding district, the whole area, saying, Jesus is here, and brought to him all who were sick. Folks, I think that we're getting close to those days because of stuff that's happening within the world, that a time is coming soon and very soon that the only healing that will be available will be where Jesus is, where Jesus is. And that's going to be in his body with those who truly believe, not those that just believe by word, not those that just, oh, yeah, I believe, I believe, but they don't believe at all. And the world will literally come flocking from the surrounded district to Jesus because they are sick. What did he do? They implored him. The people of the district, the people who were sick, they implored Jesus. What does that word implored mean? We've looked at that before. Do you all remember what implored means? Okay. They implored him. They called. They exhort. They encouraged. It's not quite begging, but nearly implored him that they might touch the fringe of his cloak. Why that? Because likely they'd heard the account. They'd heard the story. But it's by faith. If I can just touch the cloak, not even touch him, just touch what he's wearing, then I can be healed. The verse tells us as many as touched it were cured. They came because they recognized Jesus. They came because they had a need. They were sick. They were ill. They were infirm. They were diseased. Whatever it may be. 
and they ask him, can I just touch the fringe of your cloak? I don't want to take much of your time. I don't want to bother you. Can I just touch the edge of it? Because they believed who he was. And they believed if I just touch this, I'll be cured. It doesn't matter what the physical thing was, the touching this or that. It was the fact that they believed. Now, folks, do you believe that? If you do, are you willing to be the vessel that the Lord uses? Because I'm not kidding you. I think the days are upon us where those who will believe in this way that the Lord will use his body to draw the many to righteousness by healing them, okay? by healing them of horrific things, by healing them of things that they may have even done the cause to themselves. It doesn't matter. The Lord can and will heal. Go look at these verses and just reflect upon them. This is Matthew chapter 14, verses 34 through 36. See what the Lord says and start preparing to be that vessel that the Lord uses in such a manner. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.